This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Today we are talking about line three, the martyr. I'm so excited to talk about this because I have many threes in my life and the threes are the most likable people. I'm not a three, but my husband is, my sister, my stepdad, my dad, and a lot of other people that I know have threes in their profile. The last couple of episodes have been all about the lines, and the lines are personality types. Now, if this is your very first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. After you're done with this episode, I suggest you go all the way back to episode one and listen sequentially, especially if you are really new to human design. Or if you've been listening, but you didn't catch the last two, I would suggest you scoot back and listen to the last two where we started talking about the lines, because these are like the personality types in human design. A lot of people think that the energy types, like the generators, projectors, reflectors, they think that those are personality types, but they're really not. Those are just simply how your energy works. The lines or the profiles really do describe your personality. So it's kind of a fun, exciting aspect of human design. The lines and the profiles are definitely not the most important part of your chart. The most important part of your chart would be your energy type, your strategy, and your authority. But the lines can absolutely help you understand yourself better and give yourself permission to just be who you are. I've noticed when I do private readings, like I just had one yesterday where this happened, people oftentimes have been told to stop being a certain way or to suppress who they are or that their natural behaviors are bad. And then they shove themselves away for years or decades. And then they learn about themselves in a reading or they're just studying human design. And oftentimes they'll find out all of this really confirming stuff about themselves within the lines or the profile. And it shows them that, yeah, I really do have that type of personality and it's actually good for me. And the lines in the profiles can also be incredibly useful for understanding how other people see you versus how you see yourself. And we're going to get into that today about the third line, the martyr. But first, let's do our review of the week. Now, I have to say, this is probably the most creative looking review I have ever seen. There are like a hundred different emojis in here, and I'm not going to say each one because that'll take an hour, but it's a really, really funky one. So thank you to whoever wrote this. The title of this review is Beacon of Light Sent from the Cosmos. Holy moly, Madeline, you are amazing, and this podcast has changed my life. I really wanted to learn more about my design, Jenny Jen Generator over here. Madeline is so intentional with each episode, and she takes the time to break down every step of human design so that the listeners could develop a solid foundation. 
I wasn't much of a podcast listener because I have found the overflux of information a bit overwhelming to digest at once. But Madeline keeps the episode short and sweet and leaves me begging for more. She is truly a vat of knowledge, an angel, a goddess, and unmatched. I am obsessed and I wish I had more episodes to binge on. I'm going back to take more notes so that I can really integrate all of these steps into my life so I can live by my design. I'm saving up so I can have a reading with her and I can't wait. Highly recommend. Thank you to whoever wrote that review. I want to say a couple of things about what you wrote. First off, good for you for going back and re-listening to the episodes and taking notes. I suggest that everybody listening does that. Maybe the first time you hear the episode, go for a walk or listen while you're cleaning or just listen to the episode and take in the information. And then if you wanted to go back, then take notes and maybe even do it a third time um, in the future, because you're going to hear things differently or they'll hit differently when you've experienced some life and then you go back and listen again. So I find that learning about human design, even the very basic information is always showing me new things. And I look at it in a different way, the more times that I hear it and at different times or periods of my life. And also, I'm really looking forward to having you in a reading. It looks like you're saving up to book a reading. So fabulous. Every single time I do a human design reading, I feel so incredibly energized afterwards. And for me as a manifesting generator, that is my sign that I am in alignment, that this is what I'm meant to be doing. And I'm someone who easily gets exhausted and tired and grumpy, and that has not happened even one time after a reading. The truth is, is that many times I don't feel like doing it beforehand, and then the moment I start analyzing the person's chart or and preparing for the reading, I get so pumped. I'm like, oh my God, this person sounds amazing. I can't wait to talk to them. And then I do talk to them and I get to find out who they really are and what they're like and if their chart resonates or if they have conditioning or programming that we can work through. And then after the reading, I'm like buzzing. Like I am so pumped. I could do high kicks or jump or like there's no way I could lay down and take a nap or go to sleep. So thank you to everybody who does do readings. And I also just want to say thank you to everyone who has joined in Madeline, uh, Manifest with Madeline, my upcoming six-week course. In a couple of days here, I am traveling to Austin, Texas, where I'm going to be attending a somatic breathwork facilitator training. I have been facilitating shamanic breathwork for about a decade, and it's been one of the most transformational, effective tools I have ever had when it comes to my own health and healing. And I'm super excited to get some further education and get a different perspective on breathwork. And this is something that I am going to be offering within Manifest with Madeline. We're actually going to be doing multiple different breathwork journeys because you cannot get in alignment with your design and you cannot manifest properly if you are held back by trauma. That's not something I'll get into deeply here, but it's not possible for you to fully live in alignment with your design if you have trauma or limiting belief systems or emotional and energetic blocks stopping you from living your truth. 
So I'm so excited to take all of you who have signed up for Manifest with Madeline through those breathworks. And if you missed it this time or you didn't sign up or it's not the right time, that is okay. You can go to my website, madelineevergreen.com backslash MWM, like Manifest with Madeline, and get on the wait list so that you can be notified when the course opens up again in the future, because this is a powerful, transformational, experiential course that you will definitely want to do if you're somebody who's trying to get in alignment with your design. Now, thank you again to this person who wrote the review. If that was you, you win a special prize. So every week when I read a review on the podcast, if it's yours, then you can go on Instagram, find me at healthy underscore Madeline and send me a DM and let me know what the username is that you used to write that review. And then I will... um, record a special gift for you. You have a choice between a personal recording of your life theme, or in other words, your incarnation cross, or if you already know your incarnation cross, then you can ask a deep personal human design question, and I'll send you a recording back with your answer. So thanks again, and everybody else who wants to enter into the drawing, go ahead and rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you will forever be entered into the drawing. All right, on with our topic for today, the line three, the martyr. So the line three um, is going to apply whether it's your first or your second number in your profile. And if you don't know what a profile is or where to find it, go back two episodes where we talked about line one. And in the beginning of that episode, I told you how to find this number on your chart. So if you have a three as the first number or the second number, it doesn't matter. Like perhaps you are a three, five, or maybe you are a six, three or a one, three, anything like that. The three is somebody who learns by life experience. So remember the one is somebody who learns by studying, preparing, maybe they have a mentor or they love to read books or do research. The two was somebody who's naturally gifted and they actually have wisdom that comes out of them from within when they give themselves alone time and space. And then the three is totally different than those. The three is somebody who learns by life experience. So you go out and you try things. Maybe you try a lot of different sports or you switch majors a lot or you do a whole bunch of different kinds of activities or you just love to try things and you are naturally not afraid of failure. Now that's not um, 100% true for every single three, but in general, when it comes to trying something new, it wouldn't stop you um, to if you, you wouldn't necessarily be afraid to fail. That wouldn't really stop you. And the three is typically somebody who can't be just told what to do and then they just do it. For example, if a three went to the doctor and the doctor just said, go on this medication, it's likely that the three won't just go on the medication. 
the three would probably want to experiment themselves to determine what's the right answer. Or maybe they would get the get the medita- medication, but they would try it and then they would try something else and then they would try not using it or they would try it their own way and they're just not going to be someone who just follows directions. And for other people, sometimes that is very frustrating, but we all need to understand that a three does need to experiment to know what is right and wrong for them. So they learn their truth by experiencing different things. Or maybe a three has heard from, you know, a nutritionist or their parents that they should not be eating gluten. Well, the three isn't going to just hear that and then quit gluten forever. The three is going to want to try quitting gluten and then try eating gluten and then try, you know, einkorn wheat or ancient wheat or this other thing or try eating gluten and taking enzymes. Like they're going to try all the variations of it to determine what they think is the best. And then from their experience, now they know what's right and what's wrong for them. And they're not afraid to fail. They just want to know how it all works. So my stepdad is like the definition of this kind of person. He's a super fascinating guy, and for as long as he's been in my family's life, which is a very, very long time, he uh, has kind of been brought on board with eating healthy because we are, we are all really into health, but from time to time, if we're at like a wedding or a party or something and there's desserts, he'll have a slice of cake and he'll say, oh, I just want to try it and see what happens. And every single time he's like, oh, oh, this tastes terrible. Like once you haven't been eating sugar or gluten, like sweets taste horrific. So he'll have some bites and be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's so bad. And then later he'll be like, wow, I feel like crap. I feel awful. I don't know why I ate that. And it's not that he does that every single day, but for him as a three, he needs to experience something to remember or to know what's right and what's wrong. For somebody else, they might just be able to follow directions or do research or just know a knowing from within and then that's how they are forever. And the three is naturally very, very likable because everybody likes the person who wants to get involved and who wants to participate. So if we're all going to play a game, the three is usually going to be the first to say, heck yes, let's play the game. Let's do it. They love to experience things and they're not going to be a wallflower. But some conditioning that a three might get is they might get forced into following the norm or following the rules. So sometimes I do readings for people who have a three in their profile and they say, well, I did every single thing that my parents told me to do and I always followed my teachers and I, you know, I went on the mainstream path and looking back, I really regret it because I know that none of that was anything I wanted to do and now as a full-grown adult, I need to sort of backtrack and relearn who I am. So that can happen with a 3. They can be conditioned to follow the norm, follow the masses, follow the directions, do what's right, do what the authorities are telling you, and don't think about it. Absolutely, a three can get conditioned to be this way. However, I always kind of giggle to myself or smile inside when a three tells me, oh, I feel bad, like I wasted my life following all those rules because I know now that that wasn't right for me. Because 
the three just saying that sort of statement shows that they are a three because a three learns by experience. So it wasn't a waste if a three spent their entire childhood and youth following directions because they learned from that experience that that isn't right for them. So we're just going through life. We're all doing the best job that we can. And instead of looking at the past as a problem or that you did something wrong if you were living out of alignment. Instead, you can see how that was actually an opportunity for you to learn what's right and what's wrong for you. And that's exactly what a three does is that they see their experience from the past and they know, okay, I experienced that and that wasn't for me. So I'm going to experiment with a new way. And then threes can also end up having conditioning that says failure is bad because a three will continue to fail at something until they find what works and that's in their nature. That's actually good for them and they don't naturally think that failure is bad. They think it's information. But the more that a three fails, depending on how that experience goes for them or how other people respond to that, they can end up kind of getting spooked and end up having a really bad experience with failure that makes them afraid to fail. So when a three does have fear of failure, typically that is conditioning. And threes really do need to be encouraged to try everything. So that's something I have to remember because I am not a three. And I have to remember when I want to be supportive of my husband, I need to encourage him to try different things. And I have to really remember that because that piece of advice doesn't really work for me and it doesn't apply to me. So it's not the first thing that pops into my head. But we can all just look at the threes in our lives, whether it's their first or their second number in their profile, and we can find ways to encourage them to try everything. And threes don't need to research and they don't necessarily come into the world with natural gifts. So remember, that would be more like a one needs to research, a two comes into the world with natural gifts, and a three goes through lots of trial and error to find what works. If the three is the first number in your profile, for example, if you're a three five, then the three is the very conscious aspect of you. It's the side of you that you definitely will connect to and you see yourself this way. So you'll know that nobody can just tell you what to do and you need to try things for yourself. You'll definitely know that. And other people don't really see you this way. So it's more likely that people will be frustrated with you If your three is the first number, they'll be frustrated that you can't just go with the flow and do the directions and follow the rules, but that's okay. Now, if the three is your second number, like if you are a six, three, or maybe a one, three, then this is the more unconscious aspect of you. It's still just as much a part of you, but it's the aspect of you that you're not meant to just instantly see or know about yourself. With lots of self-observation and introspection, you'll really get to connect with it more. But if you're not very self-aware, you might not even realize that you have this three quality to you. And then you're going to be more likely to have it conditioned out of you or to be suppressing it. But everybody else sees you as the three if it's your second number. So everybody else is going to see how much you love to experiment and try new things and how good that is for you. But you're going to struggle to see that for yourself. 
So that is all for today. I'm so excited to go to Austin and do my breathwork training and come back and bring all of that wisdom to you, all of you who are in Manifest with Madeline or people in Minneapolis who are going to be coming to my breathwork events here. And for everybody else who's not doing any of that, I'm so excited to come back next week and talk about the four. The four is the opportunist. That's me. I am a four six and I have so much to say about the four. So thanks again for listening. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening and share it on social media and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline so I can know who's out there and make some connections with you. And have a beautiful week. 